0: From the Financial Times in London, I'm Martin Arnold, the FT's banking editor, and this is FT News. Financial markets have reacted with alarm to news that Italy will have to hold fresh elections later this year after the anti-establishment Five Star movement and the far-right League failed to form a coalition government. Their bid failed after Sergio Mattarella, Italy's president, vetoed their choice of Eurosceptic finance minister. Now a technocratic prime minister has been appointed to hold the fort until new elections are held. Joining me to discuss what it means for Italy, the banks, and the wider Eurozone economy is Miles Johnson, Capital Markets editor. So, Miles, thank you very much for joining us. Miles, you are Capital Markets Editor here in London, but you're perfectly placed to talk about the market reaction in Italy because you're heading to Rome to be the uh, Rome Bureau Chief. So tell us what's been the market reaction to the political events over the course of the weekend in Italy.
1: Well, Martin, we've seen a very... This is obviously a very fast-moving story. And two weeks ago, people were basically thinking in the market, this was really no big deal, markets were not moving at all. Then before the weekend, people were getting a little bit nervous. and we started to see on Thursday, Friday, some pretty sharp moves in Italian government debt and equities. And then following on from Monday, you know, we've seen some very, very pronounced moves where it costs more for the Italian government to borrow money for two years than the Portuguese government to borrow money for 10 years, which is really a very surprising move. People in the market are really trying to make sense of it. We've also seen increasingly people start to question what this means for the Italian banking sector.
0: Yeah, I mean, yields on Italian sovereign debt have gone to their highest level in more than four years. Mm-hmm. So we're getting back towards the type of spreads on Italian debt, which is the difference between what people are prepared to pay for Italian debt versus German bunds, that we saw the last time we had a eurozone crisis, which was linked to Greece back in 2012-13. We're getting back to those sort of levels, are we? Or are we still quite far from those levels?
1: I mean, the move in the two-year is pretty extreme. You know, as I'm sure a lot of our listeners will know, the so-called yield curve should generally mean that in a normal situation it is less risky to lend money for shorter periods of time and therefore one would expect that the shorter end of the Italian yield curve would be not where these sorts of stress would be playing out and what we are actually hearing in the market is that people are surprised that the Italian banks and institutions haven't really... This is all sort of anecdotal, but are not really stepping into the market at this point to buy. Right. And that's something where there's actually... While it's a very liquid market, it's one of the world's largest government bond markets... There are not that many signs that people are really buying at this point. And there is at the margins sort of more speculative hedge fund activity of sort of betting on um, yields going up further. And so at some point, the question will be, you know, Italian banks are the largest holders of Italian government debt. At some point, these uh, institutions will probably have to step in and start buying. Mm. And why they're not doing it that now? Maybe they think there's further to go.
0: Yeah, I mean, this takes us to the issue of the so-called doom loop, which first came out with the financial crisis and was really exposed with the Eurozone crisis a couple of years later, which is that because banks are the biggest holders of their own country's sovereign debt, whenever that country has a wobble, as Greece did a few years back and now Italy is having, that immediately infects the banking system, if you like. And we've seen with a very sharp, you know, more than 5% falls in Italy's big banks today that this doom loop is still alive and well unfortunately across Europe because there's been a lot of talk at the European Central Bank and European Commission level of introducing some kind of limits or restrictions on the holding of your own country's sovereign debt but that hasn't changed has it?
1: Yes I mean it's a very very complicated issue where it becomes extremely politically sensitive let alone financially complex to sever that sort of symbiotic relationship between countries, banks and the health of their sovereign debt. And that's something where in Italy, it's particularly pertinent because of the structure and ownership of the Italian debt market, where it is very, very domestically owned compared to other European sovereign markets. You know, as we've discussed, there's a lot of um, the ownership is Italian financial institutions. And it means that some people will argue that basically Italy is able to finance itself Unlike back in the sharper years of the Eurozone crisis or 2013, 2014, when you saw in Spain, you know, Spain actually was unable to finance itself internally in the same way. And Italy is different. There's very deep pockets of
0: savings and it's quite a wealthy, northern Italy, wealthy country. But I guess this leads to the question of what happens with the eurozone and particularly interest rates. I mean, there had been talk that quantitative easing by the ECB could be coming to an end. There could be tapering of that. And perhaps we're even talking about in the next year or so, tightening monetary policy. This kind of throws all that up in the air, doesn't it? That's an
1: extremely important point. So the sort of second level to this is beyond the immediate signs of stress. The bull case for buying Eurozone bank stocks is really fading fast. The sense of we not only have less positive economic data in the eurozone but this entire notion that the european central bank would begin to unwind maybe at some point and some time in the future actually start to raise rates which would allow you know Mm. banks net interest margins to rise become profitable again Basically, all of the things you want to see as a holder of European bank stocks, this is probably being derailed by the events in Italy. And
0: we've seen shares in Santander and other big Eurozone banks falling quite heavily in response to this political uncertainty coming out of Italy. Miles Johnson, thank you very much. Thank you. This is a segment of our Banking Weekly podcast, which comes out every Tuesday and can be downloaded from all the usual podcast providers.
1: If I would have known back then what I know today, there would not be a chance that I would have pursued this opportunity. because it's been a sort of roller coaster ride, but mentally and physically, it's been much
0: tougher than I could ever have imagined back then. We're back.
1: Startup Stories is returning with a new set of entrepreneurs sharing their insights about the joys and challenges of starting a business. So look out for the first episode in our new series of Startup Stories, the weekly show from the Financial Times from Monday.